The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio, of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at LeslieMarshallShow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. Happy Friday. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back to the only true democracy in talk. We want to thank you for listening. We want to thank you for watching. We know that you get us a variety of ways on radio, on stream, on podcast, and that you watch us on LinkedIn Live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter's Periscope. It's just Twitter Live now. I don't know. Elon has messed everything up. Hey, by the way, am I the only one who's not getting tweets of people that I follow? I have to like go into individual accounts it's just crazy. It takes way too much time. But I digress. Let's talk about today's guest. We have Scott Paul joining us. Scott, as you know, and if you've never watched or listened to us before, well, now you know, is Scott Paul is president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. Now, the AAM is a partnership that is established by some of America's leading manufacturers and the United Steelworkers Union. And for over 16 years now, Scott and the AAM have worked to make American manufacturing a top of mind issue for voters. We certainly see that that's that's a case and to our national leaders. And we've seen that with infrastructure and other things that at least this administration right now has been moving toward. They've done it through effective advocacy, innovative research, and a savvy PR strategy. Please check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. And I also want you to join us, okay? I want you to join us in telling the transportation officials in your state, because I know there are people listening and watching throughout all of the great 50 states of our nation, right? So please join us in telling your state transportation officials to make sure that our new infrastructure is made in the USA. I think that's something we can all agree on. Doesn't matter red or blue, right, left or right. Our new infrastructure is made in the USA. How do I do that? We'll take action by visiting tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. That's tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. Also follow the AAM on Twitter at Keep It Made in USA. They'll have that information there as well. And follow Scott at Scott Paul AAM. Well, more than a pleasure to have back. And on this Friday, going into the weekend, someone that we always learn from, somebody uh, I like personally and professionally uh, is a joy to have on. And not just learn from, uh, but I think it's important for all of us, especially as voters, to know you know what's going on in our nation with regard to manufacturing and to our workers. Scott, welcome back. Good to have you with us. Hey, Leslie. It is so great to be with you. Always, always good to have you with us. Um, now, the Biden administration has issued standards because you say we want it made in the USA. I think all Americans could agree we don't want stuff made in China. We know China's you know sending balloons and other things that are interfering with this, right? Uh, but the uh, Biden administration has issued standards for American-made EV chargers. Um, and I want you to talk about this because I know there is legislation that does a couple of things, right? Uh, that tightens but also expands coverage of Buy America rules governing federal infrastructure spending that was passed uh, with that big, huge infrastructure law in a bipartisan uh, manner um, uh, the year before last. I want to say last year, but we're in 2023 now. Um, you 
had an opinion that was published recently, The uh, well, not you, but the Alliance for American Manufacturing, of which you're president, published recently in the Columbus, Ohio Dispatch. You had an opinion uh, talking about the weight on the federal government to issue lots of standards for those updates. Could you bring us up to speed as to where we're at, what the big ask is, and what the big weight is? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Leslie. A uh, lot to unpack there and happy to uh, do it for your listeners. So, you know, one of the reasons why this bipartisan infrastructure law got passed, uh, and it was one of the few kind of bipartisan things that got done, um, and granted, it was mostly Democrats and some Republicans, but still, it was bipartisan. You just don't see that often these days. But one of the reasons why it got passed, you know, $1.2 trillion, was that it had a made in America requirement, and that is that all of this infrastructure that we're building out whether it's fiber optic cable uh, or new bridges or uh, road construction, uh, school construction, um, uh, waterworks, uh, EV charging network, um, which we'll talk about. Uh, the, the equipment, the steel, the iron, the construction materials have to come from the United States. And this is the largest expansion of this requirement uh, of the law that we've that we've had since the law was first put into place in the 1930s. So it's, it's a really big deal. Um, and uh, now, you referenced this, we're in the implementation phase. They're rolling this money out the door. They're getting it to the states. Uh, and uh, there's construction that's starting. And so getting the rules right is very important. And the reason, and thank you so much for encouraging people to take action on this, the reason why we need to do this is because there are some interests who think that Buy America is a bad idea. And those interests are, you know, either some contractors who do infrastructure who were used to buying kind of the cheap uh, dumped imported goods. And so their margins are going to be cut a little bit. In some cases, there's some states who think, well, this is a lot of paperwork. I don't know if I want to do it or not. The reality, Leslie, is they wouldn't be getting any of this money if the Buy America wasn't in there, so they should be pretty happy about it. And then there's there's some of our you know some of our foreign competitors don't like it either because they don't want to be necessarily excluded from this. But hey, this is tax dollars. This is you, me, everybody else in the United States who's paying this. And so we know we all agree. In fact, we've done the polling. We know everybody agrees that American workers, American manufacturers should have the very first shot at this. Uh, and so that's why it's important to weigh in now uh, as these decisions are being made, uh, because there is some really cool stuff that's going to happen. Uh, and uh, we can add factory jobs uh, in the in the meantime through this investment. And one of the reasons why this is very important is that a factory job is one of the few pathways to the middle class for people who don't necessarily get a four-year college degree, and which is most of Americans, by the way. Most Americans do not get a four-year college degree. And these types of manufacturing jobs can provide a great living, can support a family, can buy a home, can contribute back into the economy. Uh, and so it becomes this virtuous cycle. And so it's important to get this right. Um, and now is the time. 
I, you know, a couple of questions and, um, and, and forgive my ignorance in asking these, but this is something that just I'm perplexed by. Okay. My mother used to say, if you want something done, right, do it right. The first, if you want something done, right, do it yourself and do it right. The first time. And, and the reason for that is if not, you just got to go back and redo it or fix it. So a couple of things. One, I would imagine the majority of Americans want things made in America, not just because they want to be patriotic and they want to help their fellow man and woman and, you know, the factory worker, you know, here in the United States. And we also know some terrible things that happen overseas in places uh, like China and some other countries with regard to child labor because there's no labor laws uh, and they don't have the regulations, uh, you know, at these factories that we have here in the United States. But even putting that aside, um, you want to be safer. And made in America is safer and it's better. So let's talk about better for a sec too. Going back to what my mom would say, if you make something with cheaper materials, it's going to break down quicker. It's not safer. You open up yourself to spending more money fixing the mess that you put in place to begin with. And then on top of it, you open yourself up to lawsuits because you could hurt or kill people if you're building a bridge, for example, that doesn't hold up. Can you speak to that? Why a business owner would want to take that risk? Because there is something to you get what you pay for. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, there's, there's the, first of all, there's a multitude of reasons why people should care about this beyond patriotism. Sustainability, quality, accountability. Um, the, the, the virtuous cycle of economic activity that you get, um, supporting American jobs. But beyond that, and we know, and to, your, to, to the examples you were pointing out, we have seen cases where U.S. tax dollars have gone to foreign materials, and I'm going to point out two examples here, where uh, we ended up with problems b- because of that. One was in the state that you're in now, uh, in California, uh, Governor Schwarzenegger, uh, about a decade ago, well, a little more than a decade ago, decided that when they were reconstructing the San Francisco Bay Bridge, which was damaged during the, the earthquake in 1989, uh, he wanted the, the main portion of it to be fabricated in China, he just wanted to do it. Um, and, uh, and so it was fa- fabricated in China, faulty welding went way over budget because they honestly didn't know how to do it that well. Ended up hang on, Scott. Hang on, because yeah. this is a good story. I know this story. I lived in San Francisco, not the Bay Bridge, but I got engaged on the Golden Gate Bridge, which has some Chinese uh, steel in it as well, sadly. Uh, we're going to be back uh, with our guest, Scott Paul. He's president of the American Alliance, the Alliance, excuse me, for American Manufacturing. This is what I want you to do during the break. I want you to go to tinyurl.com forward slash enforced by America. Join us in telling your state transportation officials to make sure our infrastructure is made in the USA. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at LeslieMarshallShow.com. We are back. Joining us, joining us right here on the only true democracy and talk. We're talking, speaking of talk, to Scott Paul, president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. And we're talking with uh, Scott about how we want to tell 
and need to tell our state transportation officials to make sure that our new infrastructure, that we're, we're, we're having a lot of it being built right now because of that wonderful bipartisan infrastructure legislation that was passed. But what do we want? We want it made in the USA. It makes us safer. It makes our infrastructure and our nation stronger. And it's the right thing to do. It creates jobs for Americans here, not creating jobs for people in China and other countries. And we want to be safer, right? This is what I want you to do. Please join us in telling your state transportation officials to make sure that our new infrastructure is made in the USA. We're not asking you to pick up the phone and wait on hold and talk to somebody that's uncomfortable for some of you. We're asking you with your fingers very quickly, go to on your phone or your computer, your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, Go to tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. That's tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. If you can't remember that, go to at Keep It Made in USA on Twitter. There's information there or follow Scott Paul there at Scott Paul AAM. We're going to post all that information as well on our social media sites. But right now, do it. Tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. I think it's nice to find agreement on a Friday going into the weekend. I think we all agree we want our roads, our bridges, anything that we're building with regard to our infrastructure in this country to be made in this country with parts made in this country uh, by people working and uh, who are Americans in this country. Scott, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about California, talking about the Golden Gate Bridge, which in the late 80s was badly damaged, not the Golden Gate, excuse me, the Bay Bridge that connects San Francisco to Oakland. Uh, you know, uh, millions of people travel over that bridge every year. I used to, when I lived in San Francisco, worked in Sacramento and San Francisco, went back and forth every day over that bridge. Um, and, you know, that bridge can be scary if you're afraid of heights. And I, I certainly want to be safe when I drive over it. Who wouldn't? Um, so talk to us about how at the time, then Governor Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger, wanted, like you said, a good chunk of that bridge uh, to be made in China. First of all, why? Is it, it was just uh, cost savings, which didn't up, end up saving money, as you uh, spoke of as we were heading to the break. Yeah, it's a it's a really good question. I I don't pretend to know Arnold Schwarzenegger's mind, Leslie. So I, I don't know, know exactly what his thinking was. But but at the time, you know, and keep in mind, again, this was like, you know, 12, 15 years ago when this decision was made. You know, there, there were attempts by various folks to have deeper engagement with China. They thought it would be very mutually beneficial. And so uh, the state didn't really even actively consider any U.S. Uh, metal fabricators who had experience to, to make this bridge. They, uh, what, you know, they had it done by a company, a construction company in China that is uh, uh, owned by the, the, the government in China. So it's a state-owned company. Mm. And the, the thing of it is, this company had never made a bridge before. So a whole bunch of engineers from the California Department of Transportation had to go over, kind of show them how, and they kept having problems. Now, I will say, you know, the bridge that they that they finally got is obviously um, safe to drive on because otherwise it wouldn't be in operation. But it took a heck of a lot t- long time and $400 million over budget to to put into place because there were so many screw-ups. And so this idea that you can save a buck by getting something overseas, it's true. The same thing happened with aid for Hurricane Katrina when there was temporary housing that went up or drywall that was sourced from 
China, and it turned out to have formaldehyde in it. Yeah. Um, and some some of it turned out to have when there was a construction boom as well, uh, a lot of uh, uh, you know sub, substandard quality uh, th- that it made made it prone. Prone to mold, displacing so, those victims of that storm twice yeah. because they were displaced from their homes and then displaced from these, you know, prefab, you know, put up quickie, you know, right. homes. Yeah. So this is why we have Buy America. We want to make sure that we're going to get high quality, safe. We're going to recirculate those tax dollars in this economy, and uh, we're also going to make sure that we we maintain the capabilities here. Uh, to make big things. And I think that's important too. I mean, the, the, you referenced this at the very top. I think this is an interesting case that we can talk a little bit more about, but electric vehicle chargers, this is a very new industry, right? Yeah. I mean, we have not had this and, you know, the rest of the world, much of it was way ahead of us in adopting electric vehicles. And so most of the electric vehicle uh, charging technology has been dispersed globally, and, and we've had very little of it. Um, but what the Biden administration has done, I think this is actually both logical and genius, is to say, you know what, we are going to build out uh, a, an electric vehicle uh, uh, charging infrastructure across the country along interstate highways and key arteries so that we reduce range anxiety. And so people, so it's as easy as basically filling up you know, with a tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it takes a little bit longer. Um, you know, it, you know, but but there will be that for now. For now, that will change. Now. I'm sure. That's right. That's right. And, and it's only going to get better. That's right. And so, um, and it doesn't even take all that long, by the way. If you have the right kind of charger, it, it's you know, it's ten or twenty minutes. That we'll, right. we'll get, get, and and, and get, to your point, when and sorry to interrupt, but what you're saying. You know, I know people that I talk to, and I, I got to say, I count myself among, you know, those people, you know, having a hybrid, you kind of feel safe because you still have one foot, you know, in the gas game. We know that, that, you know, when I live in California, that's my future is inevitable that I'm going to have to have a fully electric vehicle. Correct. Um, yeah. I don't I don't want certainly Mr. Musk's vehicle. Um, but at the same time, I think that is the fear of a lot of people is what happens if I run low uh, yeah. on electricity, where do I charge? There aren't enough charging stations. So to your point, like you said, it would be as easy as finding a gas station. And, and that that's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and absolutely. And so there's these federal resources that were in the infrastructure bill to do this. And just this week, the Biden administration said, we're, we're going to release this money. They did make an announcement about Tesla because Tesla had this uh, charging system that was exclusive to Tesla. No other vehicles could charge on it. They're yeah. going to open it up, which is, which is kind of big news. So good for Elon there. For you know, he does eight things wrong and one things one thing right, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect of this is that for the electric vehicle chargers to qualify, they have to be made in America. Yeah. And so this is going to spawn, and it already has. And we can talk about this later. A whole new industry in the United States that did not exist before, and that is truly exciting. And, you know, I, I think about kids, you know, going into field, it's like, I can make electric vehicle chargers. Like, that's pretty cool. That's something that we could not have imagined mm-hmm. a generation ago. And we're going to have that opportunity, thanks to Buy America, and thanks to this investment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Scott. In the meantime, during the break, what I'd like you to do is go to tinyurl.com forward slash enforce America. Do you want our new infrastructure made in the USA? 
I think that's a no-brainer. I think that's something that we all as Americans can agree on together. tinyurl.com forward slash enforced by America. Please join us in telling your state transportation officials to make sure that our infrastructure is made in the USA. Take action and join us. Visit tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He is Scott Paul, and he is president of the Alliance for American Manufacturing. Please check out their website, AmericanManufacturing.org. Follow him on Twitter, Scott Paul, at Scott Paul, AAM, and follow the AAM at Keep It Made in USA. Now, if you really want to keep it made in the USA, I'm not even asking you to put your money where your mouth is. I'm not even asking you to use your mouth and to talk and to call people. I'm not asking you to take much time at all, just a few seconds. I'd like you to join me and and join the rest of us who want our new infrastructure made here, made in the United States, not made in China. You get mad about balloons? What about bridges being made with really crappy materials from China? Please join us in telling your state transportation officials to make sure that our new new infrastructure, America's new infrastructure, is made in the USA. The USA infrastructure made in the USA. Seems like common sense, right? How do you do it? Well, here's what you have to do. Take action by visiting tinyurl.com forward slash enforced by America. That's tinyurl.com forward slash enforced by America. Join me, Leslie Marshall, and the rest of us, regardless of your political ideology, who you voted for, who you like, agree and disagree with, red or blue, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican, or none of the above. Join as an American together to help create more jobs, make things safer, and you know have it done right the first time and that no one gets hurt and doesn't cost companies extra money and keeps that labor here and creates jobs and and creates a safer infrastructure environment for we here in the USA. That's tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. Scott, thank you for holding. Welcome back. When we were talking uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, EV chargers. And that's an area that we're not waiting uh, on the standards uh, for anymore, the electrical vehicle chargers. Uh, As you had mentioned before the break, the FHWA, the Federal Highway Administration, revealed um, the standards and uh, effective immediately uh, as of their decision. Um, all EV chargers produced by companies tapping the billions made available to them in this wonderful bipartisan infrastructure legislation must be assembled right here in the USA. By 2024, 55% of those component costs must be sourced from the US and further. These chargers must be usable across all different makes of EVs, so you're not forced to buy one brand over another. For example, as you mentioned, um, and you know, you guys at <clears throat> the AAM mentioned, and you mentioned right here on the program, um, so we're not going to see just Tesla charges working for Tesla. Maybe they'll say Tesla at the top, but any company, and all of them are going to uh, soon at some point, who are making electric vehicles, you'll be able to you know, pull up and plug in, even if you don't have a, a, a Tesla. Um, and you had also mentioned, Scott, that in order to access the, this federal funding, this is a huge chunk for these people who are making these, these companies and making these electronic vehicles. Tesla has agreed to open up its network of charging stations to non-Tesla vehicles. Um, but they're not the only one, right? Because everybody wants a piece of this pie. This is like you said, this is a smart deal. It's a, it, it's a genius deal. And it's a great deal because we have a whole new industry. This is a job creator. This makes it easier to access 
um, areas that people may be afraid of because it's new, right? It's changed. Where do I charge? Um, and, and it doesn't force people to buy a Tesla because there are people out there who got rid of their Teslas when they saw, mm-hmm. you know, perhaps some rhetoric from Elon Musk on Twitter that they didn't agree with politically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and just, you know, competition is good, right? And, and Tesla was kind of out there as the only mass market EV maker for a while. I mean, like I have a Chevy Volt that has a, you know, that, that, that can go about uh, 40, 45 miles on a, on a battery charge, but it has a gas backup after that. And lots of people have hybrids, but for pure electric, it was Tesla or nothing for, for a long time. Yeah, That is changing, and that's changing dramatically, and both with the GM and Ford and, uh, you know, uh, Mercedes and uh, Kia and a bunch of other companies are, are making pure electric vehicles now in every range, you know, pickup truck, SUV, uh, subcompact. But, you know, again, we'll have to fuel these up, right? You'll have to fuel them up with a, a battery charge. And, um, and this is a new industry that's being established in the United States. And I am so excited about this because you just don't get the chance to do this very often. We're, you're starting up you know, like hardware manufacturing of something in the United States of America. It, 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 is, it is a rare, rare event. And so what is making it entirely possible again is the fact that the you know the, the mandates like California has, which is gonna which is gonna obviously drive demand for electric vehicles, the investment that the Biden administration has made in a uh, charging network, tax credits for qualifying vehicles that are gonna make it a little more affordable for folks to, to buy them, uh, but then also the fact that you you have this Buy America requirement, so all of these EV chargers. And some of the names might be familiar to people. You might see them around town like ChargePoint uh, or EVgo or Electrify America. Uh, but there's other companies that, that now have factories all over the country. There's, they're in California, in Texas, in Tennessee, in Maryland, in Illinois, in South Carolina, and some other states as well. And it is really cool to see this like industry incubated <laughs> Well, no, like you said, it's not just a new industry. And I mean, I mean, like, poof, overnight you have job creation. Overnight you could have somebody that's a small business owner become a big business owner. That's right. I, I mean, yeah. really, you know, think about this. You said it best, though, Scott. I want to quote you. You really did. It's very comprehensive. Your comments, um, quote, we need more Buy America implement- implementation plans that offer specific timelines and market signals, as this announcement does. Buy America provisions leverage infrastructure spending in the U.S. economic activity, well-paid jobs, stronger supply chains, reduced reliance on imports from foreign adversaries, and a cleaner economy. We must also ensure that the guidance remains free of loopholes that undermine the congressional intent of the build of the Build America, Buy America aspects of the infrastructure law. Um, and um, also... Um, you uh, let, let let's talk about uh, Twitter, right? Uh, the the Twitter threat, right? Yeah. Um, you talked about the approach by this administration on EV charges. Uh, you you talk about how it's helping to turbocharge growth in in this really does right in in the manufacturing sector, um, and it does it through a combination of investment and domestic preferences. Um, many of the co- companies that are investing. Our foreign investors, right? So yeah. this is what we want. We want money coming in from outside, yeah. not us sending money away. 
uh, by America is a key industrial policy lever that adds to and or stabilizes. This is on uh, Scott Paul's uh, Twitter thread, by the way, on EV chargers. Buy America is a key industrial po- policy lever that adds to and or stabilizes many strategic industries in the U.S. We should build on it not tear it down. We're already seeing investments in the sector from the following companies in the following states. And I want you to talk about this after I list them because I want to give props. Mm-hmm. Lincoln, Maryland, Edge Energy and Lincoln Electric in Ohio, Flow in Michigan or FLO, Evercharge, Siemens, Freewire and Charge Points, SMTC here in Cali, Siemens, SK, Signet and Wallbox in Texas, AB, even in Texas, ABB in South Carolina, EV Box in Illinois, ADS Tech in Alabama, uh, Trit. Tritium in Tennessee, and that's right now. Yeah. So there's job growth in all of these states. This is also a political win for people, whether they're Democrat or like you said, this is just, I mean, for people that are questioning the mental ability and capability of our president, well, this alone might, you know, show people, this is pretty sharp. (laughs) It's very sharp. And again, it's like the genius of industrial policy. And I will say, the reason why I articulated that on Twitter, and thank you for reading it, um, uh, is that you know when Biden at the State of the Union kind of started up with the real kind of blue collar, well, he calls it the blue collar blueprint, right? Right. And, and he had this vigorous defense of Buy America. And so predictably, all the very smart people, and I say this sarcastically, um, you know, who write up ads and do all this. And economists were like, this is a terrible idea. We shouldn't do Buy America. It just raises costs. It didn't have any impact. Blah, 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 blah. You know, they, they, it, was, it was predictable. And some of it was friendly fire coming from Democratic economists because they're, they're totally in the free market. They don't think this works. And I'm like, look, look at this. this. This is the example of how it's working. I mean, you have literally incubated an industry from the ground up because of Buy America policies combined with an investment uh, in the United States. And so we will have this capability and someone was going to provide these chargers. Could have been China, could be South Korea, could be Europe or wherever. But but thanks to this law, we're going to have a bunch of great jobs in the United States that go along with it. And guess what? Those people who have those jobs are going to buy stuff that other people are making in the United States. And it all comes around in a circle. And it gets even better because we'll have this requirement that a lot of the subcomponents within a year or two have to come from the United States. So this is awesome. And I just wanted to share that because it, this is how policy is supposed to work. Very well said. And you're posting now, Scott. Post on the time there. I'm very impressed. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with Scott Paul, president of the AAM. When we come back, we're going to talk about what would be good for Ohio. It's going to be good for the rest of us, too. Don't go away. Wow, why? It's like double this hour. Let's uh, get to it. Scott Paul is our guest president of the AAM, the Alliance for American Manufacturing. And I just want to tell you again, and I'll tell you another time before we end this hour, please join us in telling your state transportation officials to make sure that our new infrastructure is made right here in the USA. You can take action by visiting tinyurl.com forward slash enforce by America. Um, let's uh, go back to Scott. Uh, Scott, thank you for holding. Welcome back. You wrote a great uh, op-ed, a great opinion piece uh, entitled For Good of Ohio, Biden Government Must Give Teeth uh, to Buy America. Um, what kind of teeth are you talking about? Because in this piece, 
Um, you specifically talk about the growth of manufacturing and the and the growth of manufacturing jobs in the state of Ohio. Um, why did you pick Ohio to talk about? We all know it's you know part of the Rust Belt, even though people don't like that term sometimes. Um, and what is giving uh, teeth? to buy America mean, uh, in addition to what we've seen happen thus far with the EV chargers. That's, that's right, Leslie. And we're, we're rebranding it as the industrial heartland. That is the, that's the, that's the new terminology, right? Sounds uh, better. Sounds yeah, better. Yeah. Um, and it's true, right? So it, it is a, so, so for Ohio, um, you know, there, I, I, I chose to kind of write, write a piece for, for Columbus because a couple of interesting things are happening there. First of all, two of the senators that were responsible for this Build America, Buy America law as part of the infrastructure thing were Sherrod Brown uh, from uh, from Ohio and uh, Rob Portman, former you know who just retired as a senator. Uh, and so you know together, and I thought this was awesome. You know they were able to get this done, right? You know it was you know there, there were some other folks who helped as well, but they were they were two of the real leaders on this. So that's number one. Number two. You can see some really tangible examples of where, uh, if you have the right kind of Buy America policies, you can create jobs. There's a a, a union facility uh, run by a company called McWain uh, in a in a smaller city in Ohio that makes uh, th- that makes components to go into waterworks that are used in municipalities all over the country. And the infrastructure law dramatically expands uh, expands coverage for. The waterworks, and so in this small town, uh, there's been hiring at, at this plant because they're seeing demand uh, pick up. We also saw it for like the, the semiconductor money in the in the Chips Act because this administration um, decided to invest in technology and semiconductors. Uh, a big semiconductor factory said, "We're coming to Ohio." Intel is gonna, you know they're going to you know, Intel inside. Some of those chips are going to be made in Ohio uh, in, in yeah. a couple of years, which is which is pretty fantastic. And but but the caution here, and, and we referenced this a little bit before, is that now that we got this law across the finish line, there's a whole bunch of people who are rooting it for for it to fail right. uh, and, who, and who want to undermine it. And so and, and this is the part that is behind the scenes. It's like where the sausage gets made. It's the stuff that voters don't see all the time. So we want to make sure that there's transparency, that there's accountability, uh, and that our officials are following through on what this law is supposed to do. And so that means the U.S. Department of Transportation under Secretary of Buttigieg. It means uh, the State Department of Transportation in Ohio and all of the other State Department of Transportations uh, around the around the country as well to make this successful, because as we've seen, and as we just talked about in our last discussion about the EV charging network, you can create some awesome jobs through through this. And so, and these are again good jobs, blue collar jobs, don't require a four-year college degree. And so, it is a it is an opportunity, and this is the shot. I mean, you know, we have, you know, we, we we've decided to invest. trillion in our infrastructure. So this is the one time we have to make sure that all of that is reinvested in the U.S. rather than than seeing some manufacturing jobs go overseas. Well, also to your point, I loved what you said that for somebody who doesn't have a four-year degree, it can really bring somebody into the middle class 
And being a part of the middle class, you can afford to buy one of those electric vehicles or lease. You can afford to buy a home. And I'm talking where you may not have otherwise. And if you have a strong union job, you have health care. You know, yeah. you have a decent wage. You have somebody watching out for you. And in many cases, you have a pension. I mean, that, that, I mean, yeah. how many, you know, how many, I don't get a pension with what I do, you know, and it's sort of, it's sort of like my house is my pension, you know, hopefully real estate will go up. You mentioned Intel uh, in Ohio. Want to mention a couple of other things that you've pointed out. Battery and solar manufacturers are setting up shop or expanding in Ohio and, yeah. and elsewhere, putting their operations there. Steel companies, Cleveland Cliffs. New investments being made in Ohio. Producers of infrastructure materials like McWayne Ductile in uh, Coshocton are hiring. And, and like you mentioned, uh, I- Intel. Um, and again, all uh, because there is a push uh, for made uh, in America. So you had said if you were to put Buy America out there for an up or down vote, you had mentioned that Poland, it would win in a landslide. 83% of respondents to a national poll think our tax dollars should go for toward infrastructure projects that utilize American-made products. It's a no-brainer. First of all, you don't have to worry about the parts taking so long to get here <laughs> and getting stuck in the you know the supply chain. Right. You know, you know, um, So talk to us because you know there's always good. There, you know, there's good. There's bad. I don't want to end on a a bad note, but very quickly, can you can you briefly talk to us because I want to try and get two questions in yeah. the flaws in the process. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, again, th- this is where it's called the rulemaking process, and this is where the sausage gets made. And so all of the special interests that oppose this you know, are trying to press on the regulators to get things changed, get things weakened, open up big loopholes that they can jump through. Because, again, for the contractors, it's like it, it might cut their margins a-, a little bit if they're sourcing everything from the United States. Uh, but they've been making a lot of money and they will make a lot of money too anyway because of all the infrastructure resources that are out there so we're again we're trying to shed a little light on that Leslie that's that's exactly the purpose of this of this advocacy effort now and thank you so much for uh, lifting it up for us <laughs> of course of course um last of which um i i, I want to talk about there are several high profile house committees um, their first hearings, we've seen them dominated by uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, guns and meetings, uh, tweets, uh, celebrities' tweets about the former president, Donald Trump. Um, but what we really need, especially with all these balloons, is a select committee on China, right? I mean, Republicans and Democrats um, on the panel could talk about these things and things that are much more important than balloons in the sky, you know, because I, I think... I think most of us have a common sense to know that they already know where we keep our tanks. <laughs> I mean, let's could we not be naive here, you know? Yeah. Um, so let, let, let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about priorities. China's a priority. A panel, a bipartisan panel on China is a priority. Talk to us about that and why. Yeah. So th- this is one of the, um, you know, I'll first to say not a lot of people paid attention to this because everybody who was engaged was watching the vote for speaker and no one was watching what happened afterwards. And rightly so, because it was fascinating. Right. But but a, a day or two after that, um, one of the first things that, uh, that the House did was established a select committee on. I'm just going to call it China for short. It has a right. long name. Yes. Uh, but it's about that's the, why I called it China yeah, for sure. Yeah, the <laughs> actions of the uh, of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, the government in particular. 
And the committee's two leaders. We got a Democrat and a Republican. We got Mike Gallagher, Republican from Wisconsin, and Raja Krishnamurthy. You got it. I I, I butcher his name. So sorry, Congressman Raja, every time. A Democrat from Illinois. Go uh, go, go ahead. Uh, And uh, what what they want to do on this uh, China committee, what they need to do. Yeah. So I I think that this is one of the areas where you're going to see, I mean, you talked about the Buy America poll. People feel the same way about our our relationship with China, by the way. You know, know, Republicans, Democrats, independents, very concerned. So I do think that through a series of fact-finding hearings uh, that they can present to the American people what the challenge is, because I don't think we take this for granted, right? I mean, unless you've been hit by a a uh, cyber hack or a factory layoff or something like that. The, the balloons in the sky may be the only reference point you have, but you know, what is this about? You know, what's gone wrong economically? And so I think over the course of the next few months, this committee should be able to articulate that and then to make some policy recommendations about building on the work that's been done so far. And I do think this administration has done some things, particularly in semiconductors, but what work do we still need to do to make sure that we are competitive, that we are safe, that if China is not playing by the rules, that there are consequences I, you know, that, that don't put us on a path to war, uh, but rather uh, to preparedness uh, and to making sure China knows that we're serious uh, about all of this and that there would be consequences for Taiwan and all of that. And so yeah. there's a lot of important, heady work to do here. I hope, I hope that it can be done in a bipartisan way. It's that important. Yeah, we need to reduce our dependency on China, who wants to keep doing so much business with the human rights violators. But at the same time, it's unavoidable. They're part of a international global economy. Please, once again, join us. Tell your state transportation officials, make sure that our new infrastructure is made in the USA. How do you take action? By visiting tinyurl.com forward slash enforced by America. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash Forced by America. And please tell your state transportation officials we need our new infrastructure to be made here in the USA. tinyurl.com forward slash Enforced by America. Thank you, Scott.